0: and welcome to the Leaders Team podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Leaders Team at Twinkle, where we chat about all things teaching and leading. As former teachers and leaders in schools ourselves, we wanna amplify the voices of those in and out of the teaching profession and share the incredible things they're doing to make education a better place for everyone. On today's episode, Oliver speaks to the incredible Toria Bono, Victoria almost needs no introduction. She's a primary teacher first and foremost. She's also been involved in blogging, is a well-known name on Twitter, with amplifying the voices of so many educators through the hashtag Tiny Voice Talks, and hosts an award-winning podcast of her own of the same name.
1: I, I just love helping people. I love helping people and empowering them and helping them to see the very very best of them Mm -hmm. and I think you know the whole tiny voice talks thing came from the fact that I feel that everyone has a value we just need to know that we have a value because all too often Mm -hmm. in society we can think that we're not important enough or that we are less important than this person because we don't have the badge that says X, Y, Z. And I think that's the thing. Every single person has a value. Yes. Um, And I think we're all equal. We just don't necessarily see that.
0: She's also an equity and diversity lead, coach, book enthusiast, and a really great person to connect with In this episode we hear her talk about personality types, values, acceptance and what really matters. Oliver and Toria talk about apprenticeships and the climbing wall of career progression where understanding your why and finding your own path is really important. So here we go with today's episode, In Conversation with Toria Bono.
2: Victoria, it's really good to have you on the podcast today.
1: Hi, Oliver. Yes, it's, it's a bizarre one. I'm not yes. sure if I like being on this side of the process, I'll be honest. But I'm used to being the one that asks the questions and just listens.
2: I know. It feels really strange because I, I almost have you up there as like one of the sort of podcast gods almost, as you know, you, oh, you, you nice. know what you're doing. You know what <laughs> you're doing. You're, you're part of that sort of elite group of people who, who just talk and are amazing. So it's lovely to have you on today.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you to say. I often think I'm just winging it and just hoping for the best most of the time. But I really appreciate that feedback. Isn't that how it
2: is for lots of people, though? Lots of us feel as if we're Mm. winging it a little bit. And there's all sorts of people in classrooms and leadership positions and and all over the place who are just doing the best that we can, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if it's, worse in education but this mm-hmm. that imposter syndrome yes follows me around mm-hmm. and has done so regardless of which what roles I've done the various yes. different you know things I've taken on mm-hmm. I still have that imposter syndrome of oh goodness you know should you know should you be doing this yeah
2: <laughs> definitely should because I mean literally your are sort of what you do reads as a what you need to do as an amazing teacher and educator and everything else doesn't it uh. I'm going to put you right on the spot there and but it does I mean you, you're an evidence lead you're a fellow of the right, the charter college mm. you're you, you absolutely love teaching and obviously do a great job of it
1: I'm passionate about it you mm-hmm. know and I always have been I mean when I'm asked uh, what what is my passion my passion yes. is teaching I'm and I, so yes. I live and breathe the thing, you know, the thing that I love. I love yes. teaching. I love helping children to learn. Mm-hmm. Not just to children, though. I love having helping people to learn. I was going to say having, there's a second yeah.
2: side to that with you, isn't there? You, you love mm. the classroom teaching aspect of it and, and, you know, being with children and seeing them learn and, and everything else, which is amazing. But you also have an adult facing side of that, don't you?
1: I, I just love helping people. I love helping people and empowering them and helping them to see the very, very best of them. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the whole tiny voice talks thing came from the fact that I feel that everyone has a value. We just need to know that we have a value because all too often Mm. in society we can think, that we're not important enough yes. or that we are less important than this person because we don't have the badge that says X, Y, Z. And I think that's the thing. Every single person has a value. Yes. Um, and I think we're all equal. We just don't necessarily see that. How do you get that across to
2: people, though, that they are important and that they, they have a voice and that people are interested in and people can learn from them? How do you get that across?
1: I think the Tiny Voice Talks revolution, and I would say it, call it a revolution,
2: Yes,
1: has actually enabled a number of people mm-hmm. to find their voice who didn't feel that they had anything of quality to say. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I've been contacted by so many people that have said not sure if you want to hear from me, but. Yes. And it's like, you know, come on, come Mm -hmm. and talk to me. Yes. Um, Because actually the tiny voice talks thing is all about, everyone's got something to say, Mm -hmm. just come and say it. Yes. And that actually, you know, I have to say every single podcast episode Mm -hmm. has been listened to a number of times. Yes. So every single tiny voice has had something that people have wanted to hear.
2: Yes.
1: And that might be about teaching the classroom. It might be mm-hmm. about coaching. It might be what you know. One of my more recent ones was with Bronte, and, um, yes. and actually Bronte Hobson Scott. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to talk about she's the fact it, that actually me. she's. Oh, I love Bronte. Yes. And her, you know, she's. She just said that when she changed her attitude to mm-hmm. jobs that she was doing, yeah. Suddenly her world changed.
2: Yeah. And,
1: It's a really simple message, but an Mm. incredibly powerful one. Yes. And it's like that. she just wanted to say to people, gosh, if you actually think about (laughs) things in a different way, this is what happens. And I thought, great, come on and Mm -hmm. tell me about it, because this is what people need to hear. And often we have those breakthrough moments in the day. Mm And you know, we turn to for me from from my point of view, it's the animals in the house because yes. the humans in the house seem to have a have a toria filter; they just filter <laughs> me out. The, the animals, animals in the can't house can't do that, can they? No, they can't do that. They have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, "Oh my goodness, do you know what happened?" And I, and I think all too often we have those moments, and what we want to do is tell other people because yes. then we can help. Yeah. And I do think that we often want to help others, but We're not sure how.
2: Yes. Definitely. And I, I found, I mean, particularly with the radio interviews that I do, that sometimes it's the people who think they've got something important to say. That haven't got quite as much of value to add, and it's it's the ones who who come on and go. Well, I don't know why you want to talk to me because I've not got many followers, and I've not got this going on, and I'm not very interested. I'm just a head teacher, or I'm just a whatever. And they've got amazing backstories and real wisdom to share, and they just don't realise it.
1: Yeah, and I I think the other thing I noticed hmm. if you listen to the same if it's if it's a more better known person per se and you listen to them on different podcasts and radio Mm -hmm. interviews they tend to say the same thing yes it's a repetitive oh yes you know this is what i this is what i bring out for this Mm -hmm. and this you know and i'm going to quote these things these things these things and these are my this is my pattern this is what i say Mm -hmm. and and it's really interesting because actually if people are not used to being interviewed yes like me right Mm -hmm. now 'Cause I'm not used to it. I know, you're really uncomfortable this with I, this, aren't you? I don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you're never gonna hear the same thing from me twice. No. Because I don't have like that that, that practice spiel mm-hmm. at all. It's like you're just hearing you're hearing what goes on in my head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very would... un, unrehearsed people
2: yeah and that's why I was so keen to talk to you because I know you know I I think of you as a a very influential podcast person but it's always you asking the questions and you interviewing somebody and you teasing out their story and almost trying to find your story in amongst this I thought was was really important
1: yes I I think I quite like being an enigma though
2: (laughs) yes I was first thing I was (laughs) going to ask though is how do you keep it fresh because because you you do so many things don't you and you've dipped your toe into so many little, you know, all sorts of little projects. How, how do you keep going with all of those or work out which ones to put the energy into?
1: Well, the first thing I need to say mm-hmm. is that nothing I have done has been um, considered in a grand plan beforehand. No, It all happens very organically, yes, incredibly accidentally. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, my God, what have I done now? Yes. Yes. Um, and I think what I've had to do, because I I did pick up so many things at one point. Yes. Um, and what I've had to do is actually go, okay, what is my value set? What are my values? What do mm-hmm. I really genuinely care about? What do I want to do? Yes. What I want to do is help people, and I mm-hmm. want to empower people, and I want to empower people that don't necessarily feel empowered yes. yes so actually whenever i'm doing something it's like that's why i'm doing it mm-hmm. that's what the tiny voice talks is all about that's what my class teaching is all about you know yes. i'm helping these little people because mm-hmm. you know for anyone that doesn't know i am actually a full-time yes. year four class teacher people are always surprised by that i think people mm-hmm. think i work part-time but yeah. i'm a full-time no,
2: full-time is full-on on as teacher. well isn't it classroom teacher. yeah
1: because I'm a full-time class teacher. On mm. top of that, I am, um, in school, I'm the equity diversity representation lead because again, that that fits my values, you know. Yes. I want to empower those, you know. I want to empower children yes. to actually um, find their voice. Mm. I want them to see themselves in the books they read. I want yes. them to know that, you know, know that whoever they are Mm -hmm. um, they have a really positive future ahead of them Yes, Um, and I want them to be able to see hear, and feel that in in every part of the curriculum yes so that's why I I took on that that lead role Mm -hmm. and then I'm also you know an evidence lead educator for the local research school again that fits my values because that's about supporting and empowering currently literacy leads Mm-hmm. to lead literacy and find their voice within their school. Because I think something that, you know, if new leaders are listening to this, yes. something I think is really tricky is you take on a, a leadership role mm-hmm. and you'll ta- you've take you taken it over from, you know, Joe Bloggs, who's been doing it a while and yes. has, has absolutely perfected it. And they've moved on to a different, you know, leadership role, possibly yes. in another school, and they've left it. And and you've been told, yes, you know, I've done this for years, and it's fully sorted. And you mm-hmm. think, yeah, well, I'm not sure I like what you've done. Yes. But you keep that in your head because you think, oh, well, I shouldn't say I don't like what you've done because you know, everyone's saying it's great. But I think that's really hard for new leaders. Like, where, yeah. how do you lead a subject if you if you're being told it's already sorted? Yes. How do you put your stamp on it? Mm -hmm. How do you begin to challenge? Yes. And I think this is a really interesting one. You know, if you look at the EEF research, which is what my ELE role is very much about, you know, the new research does contradict Mm. old research. Yes. And actually, if you're picking up from someone who has based, you know, their literacy leading yes. on research that's rather old mm-hmm. and you're picking that up how do you then say mm, actually this isn't quite right what we need yes. to do is this
2: it's harder so that, when you're starting from a reasonably good standpoint as well you know if somebody says it's good to start or, with it's so much more difficult yes, if, it's, if it's a mess it, yeah. it's easy to go in and say right we need to change this we need to do this differently and there's a, an urgency to that Whereas when it's, it seems to be okay, it's much, much more difficult to challenge
1: that, isn't it? It is. And I think the hardest thing is if you take on something that everyone considered is, is great, mm-hmm. and then you realise that it's not, Yes. Yeah. and you have to have that conversation with senior leadership where you're mm-hmm. basically saying, actually, you know You've the thing wrong. that you thought was great, and mm-hmm. well, it's not. Yes. Because you don't want... To appear to be putting down the person that was doing it before
2: no
1: you don't want to appear to be undermining the senior leadership by saying you don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. um and it's tricky so yeah my my evidence lead educator role is about equipping literacy leads yes with the knowledge and understanding they need Mm -hmm. initially to actually explore their subject within their school yes but then actually figure out how best to implement in a way that um, supports them as well as their school yes. because I do think that leading a subject it is a very tricky thing Le- leading literacy I yes. think is incredibly tricky it's because hard, there are so it? many aspects to yes. it yeah
2: and if it's something that's been good before almost you could put loads of work in and at the end of it just be at the same level as it, it everyone thought mm. it was in the first place couldn't you
1: but do you not think that's the same about education, yes. Oliver? You know, the fact that actually education has moved on mm-hmm. so far and so fast, especially yeah. I would say in the last five years, that actually, you know, you may well have been a good school
0: yes.
1: five, ten years ago, but if you haven't actually moved on and followed the research and actually ensured that you are up to date with things. Yes you know d- doing what you did five years ago ten years ago isn't going to stand you in good stead you've got no. to be forward thinking but you've also got to be incredibly open-minded yes. and knowledgeable mm-hmm. you know sonia thompson who's head of um st matthews up in birmingham yes. love sonia she's Amazing. great isn't she yeah oh i love her mm-hmm. and she talks about the fact that you know great leaders really need to be reading lots yes you know she's always got about 20 books by the side of her bed because she's always reading the latest Mm. research the latest information you know they're also a research school and I think Mm. it's so important that we are informed yes
2: definitely I was going to ask you what you're reading at the moment actually that was one of the things I thought I really must pick your brains on that what what are you reading at the moment
1: Well, that's an interesting one, because as you know, uh, Mm -hmm. the lovely Emily, who works alongside you, is starting a book club for Brenny Brown, Mm -hmm. um, and it's the new Brenny Brown book, and do you know what, as soon as you said that to me, I thought, I've forgotten me, it's it's this heart, (laughs) something to do with heart. I'm picturing it, I know, yes, that's it. Atlas of the Heart. Yeah. So, I basically, I've joined her book club. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very excited about that because I think that would just be a really great one. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm reading Atlas for the Heart by Brené Brown. I've started that, but I'm also reading countless books on coaching. Yes. Because as you know, I have just recently started an apprenticeship. Um, in coaching and mentorship alongside an ILM level five certification in coaching. So I'm sort of steeping myself in Mm -hmm. lots of information about coaching. Yes
2: you almost need to just immerse yourself in that don't you and and be reading everything that you possibly
1: can just to help with that process. Absolutely there is so much reading to be done but it's great.
2: Mm -hmm. Tell us about the apprenticeship thing then because there's almost a sort of stigma attached to that word isn't there and yet there's a whole load of funding out there for for people at all sorts of levels to to access training and, and additional bits and pieces
1: mm. well I I knew that mm. I wanted to do coaching basically yes. so my my potted history is that I was in senior leadership mm-hmm. but the traditional senior leadership roles don't fit my personality Yeah. Well you know I'm not I'm not that sort of person I want to help people that's what I want to do if we go back to my values what yes. I want to do is I want to help I want to support and I want to do that but actually if I'm the one being challenged and mm-hmm. questioned I get you know really awkward yes um, so I, I'm not traditionally great in those mm-hmm. senior leadership roles but I absolutely wanted to support and help yes so I was you know after a lot of deep thinking about the whole mm-hmm. thing, I thought okay what is it I want to do and I thought I want I want to train to be a coach so yes. I was looking up level 5 certifications blah 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 7000 pounds 9000 pounds. and I'm thinking I can I I don't have that money yeah you know I'm a class teacher I mm-hmm. don't have the money to spend 7000 9000 pounds to get myself trained as a qualified te- a coach yes so I was a bit like okay so I went in to see the school business manager mm-hmm. and and I basically was like, I really, really, really want to do yes. a qualification in coaching. Is there anything out there mm-hmm. that you know of? Yes. <laughs> basically, I said, Is, that's free. I basically, I think I said free to her. And she just yeah. sort of looked at me in this perplexed fashion of, <laughs> Are know. you actually joking, Toria? Mm-hmm. So the next day she came back to me. She said, Toria, I found you something. And I went, Are you, are you joking? And she went, No. She said, We can get it through the apprenticeship levy. Yeah. I said, What do you mean? Mm-hmm. And it basically, the apprenticeship levy is something that every school in the country has to pay into. Yeah. What they're not doing, though, is they're not really using the mm-hmm. apprenticeships that are out there to train the staff. So if you pay into this apprenticeship levy, you can yeah. actually access the apprenticeships. Yeah. And she said, look, it's an apprenticeship in coaching and mentoring, but it's alongside. An ILM Level 5 Certification in Coaching.
2: And I'm guessing that's the moment your eyes just lit up and went, yes, that's it, that's what I need. No,
1: well, no, that that's not, not quite, Oliver, because I yeah. went, yeah, that sounds too good to be true. I'll <laughs> believe it when I'm on it. Yes. So there were a number of hoops that I had to go through because mm-hmm. you have to do various different, you know, is your English up to it, is your math yes. up to it, can you do this, can you do that? Various different things. But long and short is I am now undertaking this apprenticeship, mm-hmm. Alongside the ILM, yes. and it is a lot of work. It will be, yeah. um, but and there it is. The the, the the thing that schools need to think about is that you need it's a twenty percent off the job. Yes, most of, with most apprenticeships, twenty percent off the job mm-hmm. um, commitments. But actually, within the working hours that we do, it does work. Yes. You know, I've managed to make it work, and my, mm-hmm. my school have been incredibly supportive that's around great. all of it. Yes. I'm, you know, um, I'm coaching teachers within my school, which yes. is just fabulous. That's I'm able brilliant. to, you know. Yeah, and it's really, really wonderful. I'm loving mm-hmm. every moment of it. But I know that also in school, um, some of the staff are undertaking an apprenticeship um, in, I think it's business management, but that's also yes. linked to an MPQSL. Right. So it's it's amazing, mm. you know. We're our school is really, really utilising the apprenticeship yes. levy, and I would say to anyone out there that's not any school mm. that's out there, look into it because yeah. actually you're missing a trick if you aren't. There are it. lots it's of schools really... currently
2: missing that trick, though, aren't there? I keep yeah, hearing about they... schools that have just not accessed that funding, and it's so yeah. so useful. It's
1: so, if you're paying into it, mm. yes. make sure you're taking out it, people.
2: <laughs> Definitely need to. Mm. You mentioned, no, I'm loving it. Yeah, good. You mentioned earlier on about your values and mm. um, how that had made it really easy for you to say yes to things. Has that made it easier for you to say no to things as well? Being absolutely yeah. crystal clear on those values.
1: It has, because there. I've realised mm-hmm. over the last year, especially with the support of John McGee, who... Yeah, oh, um, he's great, ha- isn't he? Yeah, and I've received quite a bit of coaching from John and he is mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous. He he is he is, I'll put it on here, he is my inspiration to coach. He really yes. was. He was just like, Yeah. Um so I I found that I was just taking on too much yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. People were and also it is that thing about when you get asked to do something. Will you write an article? Oh, yes. Will you yes. do this? Oh, yes. Because you think, oh, my gosh, I might, nev- might never be asked again. Yes. Um, I'll say yes. And I was saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But actually, I was running myself into the ground, and I was mm-hmm. really struggling with it. Yes. Um, and I, I found that what I needed to then do was sort of put each thing I was asked mm-hmm. to do against the the values sort of you know checker yes you know does this work does this fit my values mm-hmm. yes it does and if it didn't then i said no yes um and it's sort of it is rare that i do an interview like this because mm-hmm. i often think well my values aren't about me talking about me
2: yes um I totally that, that
1: it feels weird mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i I, I felt, you know, as, as you know, this has been yeah. a long time coming, Oliver. I think I've cancelled you about 20 times because so I get... so much time to get... And it's, I been, just it's get, been worth the wait. Yeah, but I get so anxious, the whole yes. idea of doing this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But actually sitting with it and thinking, OK, so am I helping people yeah. if I'm doing something like this? Well, I, I thought about, you know, the conversation we're going to be ha- having mm-hmm. and I thought, well, actually, yeah, you know, if I'm talking about things like the apprenticeship levy and yes. having your voice heard and... Mm-hmm. then then yeah i'm i'm doing something of value if i'm just talking about me that's going to yeah. be less value i would say um but i think it's so important and within education down to everything that we do you mm-hmm. know why do i do my equity diversity representation role yes because that meets because my value set. Your but actually if someone came and said to me you know would you do a, d- a different role my quest I would actually have to put that again. You almost have to
2: filter it through that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. It's rather like a a filtration unit. Yes. And it's sort of I pop things through and think, does this work? And Mm -hmm. if it does, that's fine. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. So that we've got the whole tiny voice talks book. Yes. And I really struggled with that initially because Mm -hmm. I was a bit like, does is this about me? Yes. Or is this about helping others? Mm And, and is this about projecting the voice of others? Yeah. And actually, it is very much. Um, it, it was quite funny, though. The initial mm-hmm. thing, I think I'd written a very, very short introduction, and I think I'd written about five lines as a conclusion.
2: Yes.
1: And the publishers did come back and say, we do think you need to sort of tie it together a little more. Mm-hmm. We think you, your voice needs to be heard a little more. And I, and I was really deeply uncomfortable with that because I thought, yes. oh, God, no. Ugh, no, mm. but actually, I, I've, I've done what they've asked. Um, in a yeah, I've, t- I've tied together some yes. of the stories more with my voice, but but sometimes even you know,
2: that can be about amplifying other people's voices, and,
1: which is what I did. Yes. And I think that was the thing it was like, how can I do this in a way of amplifying others as yeah. opposed to going, oh, This is my thoughts, everyone? Aren't mm-hmm. they great? Yeah, um, so. So yeah, I think it's it's just about being very clear, and I would say mm-hmm. to anyone that hasn't actually sat and looked at their values recently. Yes. What are your values? Mm-hmm. Is everything that you're doing within your work, your life, yeah. does it sit alongside your values? And if it doesn't, why are you doing those things? Definitely. Are you doing them to please someone else? Mm-hmm. And if you are, then, you know, I would you need to do something about you
2: know? it don't you how do you yeah. get really clear on those values though because it's one of those things people can be sort of vaguely aware of of what they've what their value set is but how do you get that level of clarity that you need to use it as that filter for everything else that you do
1: I think I mean you know I love Google there are many, many value things you can take. You know, yes. so you see seen all sorts of value quizzes. Yeah. Um, but I also think, you know, that if you look at things like the 16 personalities, yes, that gives you a brilliant idea about the sort of person you are, like what mm-hmm. really matters to you. Yes. It's funny, I have been... So I first took the 16 personalities test years yeah. ago. And I came up as an INFJT, which to anyone that's not sure is a Turbulence Advocate. I didn't a like the idea of a great title, being... isn't it? I know. I didn't like the idea of being turbulent. Mm-hmm. And then when I read, you know, The Advocate, I was a bit like, oh, um, yeah. it was like, right. Um, OK. Uh, so <clears throat> I've taken it many times over the years since then yes i have never changed from a turbulent no. advocate even it's when i I've, I've i've
2: done it sort of repeatedly and you think actually mm. i i am sure i've developed or i've changed over time and the experiences i've had will have shaped me and yet you still come through as the same mm. core things don't you
1: i think i think that's the, the case and i think if you're doing that sort of thing and you're actually really checking in with your values mm-hmm. you begin to get a really good idea of what matters to you yes you know, what is it that matters to me mm. well you know actually if i read you that i've got it in front of me the very first paragraph advocates of the i love this advocates of the rarest personality type of all if you were <laughs> talking to be, my mother she'd go be. well you would have to be the rarest yes. wouldn't you toria totally um Advocates leave their mark on the world. They have a deep mm-hmm. sense of idealism and integrity, yes. but they aren't idle dreamer, dreamers. They take concrete steps to realise their goals and make a lasting impact. But it does tell you, when, whenever you look at strengths and weaknesses, yes. that I don't take criticism, criticism very well. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm a perfectionist. I'm reluctant to open up. Funnily yeah. enough, that's why I don't. That's like why interview. you're so comfortable today. Yep, um, I avoid the ordinary. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm prone to burnout, yes because mm-hmm. I take on so many things and actually yeah. when you do that, you're like, oh yeah, no that that is me, that's what I do. Mm. So I think with the values, you know again, if you go through the values that are linked to the advocates, yeah you go, oh yeah, no, that is me. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're not sure what your values are, begin to unpick these things yes. so that you begin to understand yourself better because I've got to say by understanding myself better, I know why I do the things that I do.
2: Yes, definitely. And is that something that almost you have to make the conscious effort to do? Or is it something that comes with age? Or is there a bit of both in that?
1: I, for me, Mm -hmm. now other people might have greater clarity around who they are. Mm -hmm. My clarity wasn't great, Oliver, because I didn't really... I wanted to be a different sort of personality type. Yes. If I'm honest, now, mm-hmm. interestingly, um, an INFJ, which is what I am, yeah. is actually an introvert. Mm. Now, I'm when I take the the, uh, the the test thing, I'm not just a little bit. I'm like yeah, massively you're. introverted. Yes. I don't want to be an introvert. I quite like mm-hmm. to be an extrovert.
2: Yeah.
1: But I, I'm not. And actually, if I'm going out into the world desperately trying to be this extrovert, mm-hmm. it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yes. And I think that's the thing, you know. What, what this has helped me to do is accept who I am rather than trying to be a different personality type. So if mm-hmm. we go back to um, leadership, for example. Yes. Because I'm an introvert, it makes me really, really uncomfortable when I'm having to take on that more extrovert um, side of leadership. Mm -hmm. I'm much happier leading and supporting in a quiet way by coaching someone, by supporting someone in that respect, than I am, you know, having to come up with, well... Having to stand in front of a room of people. Yes. But also having to, you know, so sitting in governing body meetings mm-hmm. to me were absolutely cringe worthy. Because yes. of course you, you can't you can't be an introvert in a governing body meeting.
2: No, not at all, can you?
1: You know, so it's I think it gives I think it gives gave me a mm. real insight into why I do the things I do. Yes. And an acceptance of Oh, yeah, okay. And I wish that I'd arrived at that when I was a lot younger mm-hmm. because I think I would have probably had a slightly different, less turbulent career <laughs> yes. path. Yeah. Because I'd have gone, okay, this isn't suited to my personality type, mm-hmm. but this is. You know, if I look at what I do nowadays, yes. everything's suited to the sort of personality I am. I'm really mm-hmm. happy with it. Yeah. interestingly the training is really funny the training very happy to deliver training but i get really really anxious like properly anxious yes. when it hits breaks really yeah and oh is my that God. the
2: social side of it you've then got to mingle and you've got to you know not be oh, following the script yeah. as it were
1: oh and yeah and, and what happens is that i am the person so mm. i'm fine if one of the um someone comes up and asks me a question linked to what I've just been yes. covering happy with that mm-hmm. but you know if, if that's not the case then I'll be the one that will be clearing up the cups washing yes. tidying sorting yeah. because I'm just like oh god oh no don't talk to me don't talk to me <laughs> no. and whereas it's, that say, question because... side of it
2: is almost the sort of you know you've got your professional hat on there and, and yes
1: no know, I'm fine. and that there is a yeah. trainer
2: so you're delivering that and it's part of the role isn't it and it's stepping into that role sometimes
1: It is, and it's a funny one because, again, because I've got a podcast Mm -hmm. and because I have my voice heard by many, people go, oh, yeah, she's quite extrovert. No, 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 you know. (laughs) Not at all. Mm. And it's really interesting. I went over, I met some of the Twitter lot, actually, last summer, which was lovely. Mm. But had it not been for the gorgeous sham, I think I would have shriveled up and died. Oh, and actually Verity and Bronte who were there. Because the idea of actually... Oh, they're gorgeous! But the mm. idea of going and meeting people as yeah. me, real life me, yes. and not, you know, me with you—you you can't hide there, though,
2: can you? No. You know, if you're hiding behind a hat and it's you as the presenter, or it's you as the deliverer of some training, then you—you've almost got that sort of front that you can put up, and then you behave yeah. in that way, and you—you you assume that role. Whereas when you go as as you, you are much more vulnerable, aren't you?
1: Yeah, and I think that's you know, I think a lot of people within education end up in roles that cause them discomfort Mm -hmm. and actually if you're sitting in a discomfort it makes everything a lot harder to do yes
2: and it's interesting because you said it was about wanting to be and sometimes it's people wanting to be an extrovert or wanting to appear confident or whatever they think is needed in the, the role that they have and sometimes it's people wanting to be a particular title isn't it and almost sort of seeing that as a progression. If you're a classroom teacher, you should, you know, want to become a subject leader. If you're a subject leader, mm. you should want to step into assistant head or deputy head. And if you're in that role, you should want to aspire to headship. And and sometimes it's that wanting to be that makes people act outside of their comf- their comfort zone, I suppose, or, you know, where they're most effective as well sometimes.
1: Yeah and I think you know I um Nick Owens mm-hmm. spoke to me about and I have said this many times about a climbing wall because I think yes. in education we often think of it as a career ladder so yes. I'm I, I go through those rungs that you have just mentioned yeah and when I arrive at the top mm-hmm. you know there's another rung I'll go up that yes And what we don't do is we don't sort of go, is that right for me? Mm -hmm. Does that feel right? Do I want to be a senior leader? Mm -hmm. And I think what she said to me, which has absolutely changed my journey, is think of it like a climbing wall. Mm -hmm. She said, think of it like a climbing wall, Toria. And you've actually got lots of different, um, you know, various paths you could take and you go sideways Mm -hmm. you can go down you can go up you can do whatever you like yes and I and I thought wow that's that's I love that Mm -hmm. Um, and what I've done is I've sort of discovered my own little path yes which uh, fits in with who I am but actually absolutely fulfills me and I feel like I am completely fulfilled in my career
2: yes
1: and all that I do I don't feel that I'm missing something because I don't have a badge that says, you know, senior yeah. leader at all because yeah. I feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. You know, if we can identify the right path for us. Yes. And actually having those. The other thing is having those conversations with senior leaders. Mm-hmm. You might have a You know, for for the listeners out there, you might have a role that you think, do you know what? Yes. I would really like to create this role within school, mm-hmm. a role that's never existed before yes you might have the most amazing idea that no one else has thought of mm-hmm. you know voice it go and see yeah. your head and say actually this is an idea i'd really like that this is actually yes. what i did with the equity diversity representation <laughs> i went to my head teacher he's very open to everything i sort of go, yes. you know go and waffle on at him about and i said mm-hmm. look this is what i'd like to do yeah and he said, "Well, how will it look?" And I said, "It will look, you know." And I explained, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Great, okay, that's that." And, and that's the thing, yeah. you, we need to really be thinking about what our school needs, what our young people need, what our colleagues need, and creating those roles as opposed to just thinking yes. this. Is, these are the rules within sc- roles within school.
2: Yes. And what I like about that climbing wall analogy is that it values everyone's role within yes. that. It's not that it's a ladder and suddenly, you know, being a deputy head is more important than being a subject leader or being a particular subject leader is mm. more important than another one. It's, it's that everyone's got their own path and their own route and that they're all important. And the, the key thing is making that impact for children.
1: And fundamentally, and this I think is so important, every single adult in school... And, and a number of young people are leaders. Yes. They are leaders in their own respect. If you look at midday meal supervisor, totally. they are leading. If you look at a class teacher, they are leading. Yes. Certainly, they are leading. They're all leading in different respects, but we often just call the senior leaders the leaders. Yes. But we are all leaders mm-hmm. in school.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's a really powerful thing. You know, if, if people listening sit back and think, okay, what am I leading? Yes. That's really powerful. because, And it's very often
2: multiple things, isn't it? It's not just that you have one leadership role. You know, you're leading your your lunchtime club, you're leading your class, you're leading your key stage, whatever it is. There's lots and lots of of aspects of leadership in lots and lots of things that people do in schools.
1: I was talking to a teacher the other day who said, I'm not a leader yet. (gasps) And, you know, I said, well... Aren't you? You, know, you what almost can't you, work in school without being, can you? No, it doesn't even have to be, you can't be thing. a teacher
2: without being a leader. You can't no. be a teaching assistant or a support worker or, you know, one to one even without having some element of leadership in there. Yeah.
1: And that's the key thing. You know, we are all leaders. And it's, you know, changing that perspective of what we think a leader is. Yes. And recognising that every single one of us mm-hmm. is on that leadership climbing wall. Yes. You know, and that we're we're just taking our own little paths. Mm-hmm. I love it.
2: That's a brilliant place to leave it, actually, Toria. It's been fantastic talking to you. Really, really enjoyed it.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, it has been relatively delightful i think really that's good. yeah so thank that. you so much for having me i really that's really appreciate really it thank Have you toria. A wonderful day
2: i will do and if people want to get hold of you where can they find you
1: oh if if you put in um toria bono into yes. google t-o-r-i-a um dash, uh, sorry there's space b-o-n-o i yes. should come up if you put mm-hmm. tiny voice talks into google I should come up, Yes, Um, but also on um, Twitter, if you do at Toria Claire, I'm there, and I do have a website, Tiny Voice Talks, and all my links are on my website, so yes, there are many different places to find me. That's
2: great, and are you happy for people to just get in touch with you, and just interact with you on there?
1: Yeah, and what I would say, anyone that has something to say about education that wants their voice to be heard and actually you're just starting out you've never done anything like this before contact me anyone that's contacted me before will tell you that I just basically send you out a form you fill it in I send you out a calendar you fill it in and then you come on and you chat on Tiny Voice Talks so do get in touch
2: brilliant thank you so much Tori it's been great talking to you
1: thank you so much
0: The Leaders Team podcast is brought to you from the leaders team at Twinkle. We help leaders lead. Check us out at twinkle.co.uk forward slash SLT.